Well, the Patriots and Eagles, we already know, six days away. But like I said here on Turning Points, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break down every single position here when it comes to this game. I mean, we're like I said, we're six days away. We gotta talk about how they got here first. But you know what? There's somebody out there. I had to get him on. Because this guy knows the offensive lineman position on top of his head. He has his own lineman academy. He is an offensive line coach for De La Salle High School. He is my good friend. He is Arthur Ray Jr. Arthur, now talk about uh, your first year uh, at De La Salle here. What was that like uh, going from player to coach? Oh, well, it was it was, it was, it was different. Um, I think that this, this first year was a lot of learning for me. I mean, I, I know, know, know a lot about offensive line play, but actually, you know, being able to work with the coaching staff and, you know, understand what we wanted to accomplish offensively and use use my expertise to help the greater good of the team. It was it was good. It was fun, man. It definitely taught me that, that this is a profession that I'm going to continue to pursue. I definitely found my passion. I think I'll be coaching for a long time. Did you have to keep your emotions in check or did you just let it all out? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, a little, a little bit. I think, it's, I think it's a little easier being coached, to be honest. I mean, because... You, you prepare your guys all week. That's the hard part. Just getting them ready in practice, making sure they're all focused mentally. But, but on game day, it's just how much do they retain and, you know, what, what do I need to continue to improve on? I think, you know, a couple games, you know, I, I wanted to pull my hair out, but I had to pull it back in because I did not stand, stand even peeled. I think that for some guys, especially on the sidelines, just a little better for them. So you went from, so you went from peel to key pretty much. Did the players ever know that you played in the NFL? the book going? Book's going well. Book's going well. I think we're at a little bit under 900 copies sold uh, since June. So I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty good about it. We continue in the push. We got another book launch coming up in, in Cali here in the next couple months. I'm thinking a spring break. I'll probably fly out there and get something with Jordan set up. But I'm definitely excited about the book and I'm currently in the process of writing two more. So it's all good. Yeah, you and Jordan are working with uh, A.J. Jenkins, aren't you? Yeah, well, well, well mostly me, because Jordan's in the Cali. Me and A.J. have been linking up a lot, because, you know, A.J. takes care of the PR and the player branding oh, yeah. and everything. So, you know, he does a great job with that, getting guys, getting guys set up and getting them great deals and, you know, just teaching them financially how to, how to be able to make money off the field. You know, he's a great asset, great person as well. Yeah, I want. I mean, I want to be able to get to that point in broadcasting where you know AJ can help me out and uh, help me out with uh, getting some interviews too. Because I had a great conversation with him uh, 
during our little meeting here about a, it was about a couple weeks after that book book premiere party that you had. By the way, I still remember that party very well because that's actually where I met my financial planner. So <laughs> that really oh, helped. Right, right. Well, that's, well, that's, that, that's great. You know, that, you know, that's what I. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I mean, me, I've been so busy now. I think events, events like the book sign and networking, gatherings, those type of events that, that you know, that it's always nice because you just don't expect it. You never know who you're going to bump into. You know, it'll see all right. That, that, after coming to my event, now you got a, you got a relationship that hopefully lasts good and it be good for both sides. So that, I think that's what it's all about. Always, my man, always. Now, let's uh, jump into this here because you are just the aficionado for offensive linemen here. What uh, offensive linemen would you would you rather have, the, what the Eagles have or the Patriots? Oh, that's tough. Uh, that's <laughs> tough. I think as a, whole, as a whole, if I had to coach and I had to choose guys, I'd take the Eagles. Just um, Lane Johnson. Yeah. He's a he's Lane Johnson is a left tackle player, right tackle, got tremendous freak feet, tremendous body control, he's very aggressive at the point of attack. You know, he's he's about six seven, but he plays plays a great knee then. Again, you you gotta go with the, the monster in the middle, Ryan Kelsey, you know, probably one of the best centers in the league, if not the best center, you know, just watching him on tape. I think people forget Ryan Kelsey only weighs two hundred and eighty five pounds. But when you watch him on film, he is moving people. You know, he, he completely took Linval Joseph out of the game for the Vikings, and that was the stalwart on their defense all season. And, you know, I just yes. think having, having that type of athletic ability and, and youth, I'd I, I love to work with those guys. The Patriots got some ballers, too. They're just a little bit older. You got Nate Solder over there, Sebastian Vollmer, and uh, Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason probably the youngest guy on the line besides the center stork. But, um, you know, I, I think both sides, they got great, some great offensive linemen. I just love the Eagles and how they how they play and how they play together. I spent a lot of time watching film and, and a lot of my film sessions break it down. I end up watching the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an incredible offensive line. And uh, I'm glad you said that about Jason Kelsey uh, because he was just outstanding against that because you never heard from Linville Joseph ever again. But also, they've done a great job drafting for that left tackle position when Jason Peters went out. And, yeah, that offensive line is legit. But, you know, the Patriots offensive line, well, they, they've been there before. Uh, but what offensive line do you think will be able to win the game, though, more? I think if we if we go on – we going on experiences of the moment. I think the Patriots. I get the Patriots the edge just for you know them being there and then having so much. Right? Like they got the older guys, the vets on the team. They used to the moment, and then you know they those guys they've been playing together for a while. The Eagles are are great, but they just haven't been playing together as long. You know, I think. But I think with with Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, they get the rest of those guys rolling. I think it'd be a great matchup. I mean, I like the. I like the, the Patriots O line a little more because the, the Patriots the Patriots defense is pretty pretty stiff. They always are. It's always a tough matchup for any team going against the Patriots defense. So I mean, I think the overall in that matchup, I think the Patriots O line just got the edge just based on pure experience and being in the home. Let's talk about some upcoming offensive linemen uh, potentially uh, to watch out for in the Combine and Pro Day here. It's amazing from schools like Wisconsin and Alabama how they're just able to just pour out these athletes here. But what offensive linemen are getting your attention the most going into the to the Combine? Well, going into the Combine, I think that the good thing is I work with a group of guys now. I got me a nice Combine group. I'm real excited to watch these guys. Um, 
Logan Tillman, Christian Morris. Logan played at University of Michigan. Then he transferred and spent time at Akron as well as UTEP. And then Christian Morris, you know, he would have been the starting left tackle behind Laramie Tunsil, but he ended up transferring and going to Memphis. I mean, Tennessee State. Tennessee State. And then I got Big Gabe Conn, you know, out of, out of Memphis. He's a four-year starter, as well as Jordan Diamond. You know, he's a Chicago guy, came from Simeon. And uh, he went to Auburn at first, then he ended up transferring. He transferred to finish up his career over there with um, Miami of Ohio. So I'm, I'm real excited about that group. We've been working. We've been working since the end of January. So I'm, I'm real, real excited about those guys. And then the, the offensive lineman from Humboldt State, you know, I think he's, he's pretty solid. Pretty solid ball player, watching the senior bowl clips and everything, as well as the, the guard from UTEP. I think he's a monster. You know, he was, he was mauling people all over the place in one-on-ones, big, strong frame. Some of the offensive, well, some of the offensive linemen you talked about, they came from big school programs. Then they went down to places like the MAC conference. Is it just because yeah. these offensive linemen just don't get the playing time and they get more opportunity at places like Miami, Ohio? Well, see, I think it's just it's all about time. You know, I think that that's the one thing people miss when they think about looking at college athletics. You know, and, and once you get in that locker room, everybody's good. So, you know, you, you get hurt, you get quick, your, your ankle twisted, anything. And, you know, the guy behind you, he's good He's good as well. He's a good player as well. So you just got to understand everything that comes with it. Sometimes you might not get as much opportunity as, as you may think you, you, you earned or deserve. And everything at the college level is, you know, you got you to gotta prove yourself. You got to prove yourself day in and day out. I think sometimes, you know, like, right if a guy in front of you playing well, you know, and he's a younger guy, you guys around the same mm-hmm. age, it's going to be tough for you to step on the field. So some guys, they start looking elsewhere, or other guys, they get in different situations off the field, and they just got to they gotta do what's best for them. I, I completely understand, because I've, I've been in that room with 20 guys, and then 16, 17 of those guys are recruited. We're all on scholarship. Only five guys play, so and only seven guys travel. So, you know, everybody's trying to fight, scratch and claw to get in that seven. He's Arthur Ray Jr., former NFL lineman, offensive line coach at De La Salle High School, and author of Rare uh, that is co-written with Jordan Benton. I, I want to bring this up here because uh, this has been a story that I just feel like has been underreported. Um, they kind of just pushed it into the weekend so we would forget about it here. But uh, what was your thoughts? Um, because I had on Eric Wilson, who was a Penn State grad, and I know that your Michigan State is your alma mater. What was going through your mind when you saw Luana Simon uh, resign? You saw Hollis resign. What was going through your mind? Well, I, you know, I, I feel like I feel like their resignations, them resigning, was was right on time. You know, just because of because of all the all of the negligence that that involved the case with uh, Larry Nasser. You know, I just, if, if he was if, if they had evidence on him, you know victimizing and, and, and touching young women on campus inappropriately and sexually assaulting people for that long, I, you know, I think the people up top, they, they should be gone. You know, that, that's just me personally. Cause you gotta, you can never, you can never sit there and, and, and watch something like that happen. I mean, my thoughts on it, you know, I want the university, you know, Michigan State's home for me. That, that's always going to be yep. home. You know, for us to be getting, you know, attacked, 
attack for as you know the character of the university and the character of the, of the leadership. I mean, as an alumni, you know, I, 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 of course, I felt bad. I felt you know probably as just as bad or even worse as, as the you know as the people with Sandusky at Penn State and everything. So I think that um now now it's time for changes to be made and for us to start building a new reputation. You know, we got a long ways to go. I believe, especially now. You know, in the eyes of the world and the media, I think that, you know, all the survivors and the victims, I just, you know, I wish them, wish them well. I hope they get all the support that they need and everything. But, but yeah, I definitely, once once all of this came out, you know, it definitely touched me a certain type of way because some of the some of the allegations happened while I was on campus. Right, you know, it's, right. It's, it's just, it's crazy. It hit home, it hit home, and it hit real close to home. How does Michigan State get away from being Baylor and being Penn State? Uh, proof. I mean, that's, I was having this conversation. I said, I just hope that, you know, even the new recent allegations against Izzo and against Coach D, yeah. you know, I just hope that, that, so that most of that stuff isn't true and, or that it, if it is true that those guys, they took the proper steps. Because, I mean, if not, then you, there, there's no way around it. You know, there, there's no way around it. I'm the, I'm, I'm the biggest I'm the biggest Spartan supporter, biggest Spartan fan. I support Coach Izzo and Coach D'Antonio. Coach D'Antonio with everything. Coach D'Antonio's a man of great character. You know, I think that that, it, that he's, he's been running the program well. Some situations you can't control, but if you can't control the situation, then you got to act. I mean, you know, he's, he's the guy in charge. So you got to take, you know, you got to take the good with the bad in, in that sense as well. But I just hope that, you know, once all the smoke clears, you know, the ESPN story, that's all the smoke. waiting for the proof too because like i told you like all this story came out on friday before the weekend and i'm just like this kind of feels like shock value you know d'antonio was out in a press conference he denied everything and i this is just the same thing it's the same thing with deandre francis you know he was accused of domestic violence and then the orlando sentinel said that it was untrue there's no evidence against him and they dropped the charges like move on so until go ahead no, no, no. I, I understand. I just, a situation like that, it's just, you know, like, you, they don't, the media, I don't think sometimes understands the, the power. Like, no. you know, the, the, right, the DeAndre, that, that could have hurt him, hurt his future. Yep. You know, it just defamates the yep. character. Because you know? now it's like, okay, he, you know, we're, we're going to think, you know, he, he, he wants to, he likes the domestic violence against women. Now, you know, we're, we're looking at him different and everything. I just think that, let's sit, sit tight. I definitely agree with you. The ESPN story came out a little too soon for me to be, you know, one hundred percent honest. So I just wanna, I just wanna see how everything goes. Final question: Who do you got in the Super Bowl? Ah, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> Everybody's having this problem. Man, that is so tough. You know, I, I'll answer it like this. I'll answer it like this. Okay. I am not a, I am not a Patriots fan at all. <laughs> Tom Brady went to Tom Brady went to Michigan. Yep. Nothing else, nothing else needs to be said. So you know, you know, 
I'm not. I don't like the Patriots, but you know, um, I really like the Eagles. I think if they can get it going early, I think they can. They can. They can get a game. I think they can roll just with their momentum and, and the, the the offensive firepower they they have. Now, I think that the defense the defense is going to be the X factor. If they can stop Brady, they got a chance. If not, then you know, of course. We're going to see that red, white, and, and blue confetti in the Patriots that I hate. And, and, and Tom will win again. And then finally, maybe the old man can retire. I just don't I just don't get the hate. I just don't know when we're ever going to see a dynasty like this so unorthodox and just all over the place. But Arthur Ray, go ahead. But, I respect the Patriots dynasty. I respect you. Okay. I mean, it's just like when I – you know, any sports fans, like, you don't have to like them, but you got to respect what they've done. I think it's exactly how I feel about Kobe Bryant. I'm not a huge Kobe fan, but you just got to respect the talent. He's Arthur Ray Jr., former NFL lineman, runs his own lineman academy, offensive line coach at De La Salle, and he is also the co-author of the wonderful book, Rare, that he wrote with Jordan Benton. Arthur, you're the best as always, man, and thank you very much for coming on Turning Points. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate All right. We'll talk during the Super Bowl, man. Yep, yep. All right, brother. All right, so uh, that was Arthur Ray. Y- you know, th- the guy is unbelievable. Uh, he left me speechless. In fact, uh, we, we got to take a break here. We're going to come back, close up shop, and uh, I'll bring up that documentary that I believe was the best of 2018 so far. I kind of wish this would get nominated. Maybe it will, but that's all coming up next. This is Turning Points on Audio Boom. <laughs> 